and with thy spirit. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, In those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch, as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away before all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Of that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, Christ. Well, Thanksgiving has come and gone. The Macy's Day Parade has marched its march. The Egg Bowl and the Iron Bowl for this year have been decided. Black Friday, with its promise of great deals and huge savings, has passed as well with, I think, a death toll of only two. So with all these things, the holiday season has come into its own for another year. Christmas music can now be heard on almost every radio station. Television is filled with Christmas movies. Stores are displaying Christmas scenes and selling Christmas wares. It's that most wonderful time of the year. And with every holiday season, there are the holiday oddities. Yesterday as I was driving my family, I ran across a story on the radio. This from the American Family Association. 
They have compiled a list of corporations and companies who have been naughty and who have been nice. And they were kind enough to share it with their listeners. Now, that is to say the American Family Association has compiled a list of companies who actually use the words Merry Christmas and those who only use the words Happy Holidays. Companies willing to use the words Merry Christmas have been nice. They are more Christian than those who have been naughty. The pagan and godless companies who only use the words Happy Holidays. Now, this debate and boycotting has evidently become an annual event. And it is an effort and an event in which I find great irony. Truth be told, I also find the arrogance and ignorance of the American Family Association frustrating. When I served at my last parish, St. John's in Aberdeen, Mississippi, I had many, many run-ins with the American Family Association. They were right up the road in Tupelo. They or their disciples would constantly dump boxes of religious tracts in St. John's and down the street in the Roman Catholic parish, warning all who would read the tract of the dangers of either being an Episcopalian or a Catholic. These tracts would warn the reader that we were not really Christian. That we were filled with superstition, filled with lies because of our sacramental worship. Of how our adherents, therefore, were bound for hell. So now once a year, this same group who condemns Anglicans and Roman Catholics to hell for superstition and superstitious worship, for lies, mounts a campaign to keep Christ in Christmas. Now, the irony in this campaign is the word Christmas itself. The word Christmas was originally Christ's Mass. It was a corruption and shortening. Christ's Mass. Just like on the Feast of St. Michael, they use the word Michaelmas. Christ's Mass. The Mass for the Nativity of Jesus. This is the day sacrifices for the living and the dead are offered for Christ's nativity. The day bread and wine are turned into the body and blood of Christ. Christ's mass. Now, I don't think you could find, if you tried, a more superstitious or anti-evangelical word to describe the day. So, a group of people who spend most of their year working very hard to condemn sacramental Christians to save people from our church for a month or so take up the cause of sacramental Christians. The group who condemns those who use the word mass actually use the word mass. And they do so as a banner for the true Christian. Now, one would think they logically would launch a campaign to have everyone put a banner in the store window wishing Jesus a happy birthday or something of the sort. But Christ's mass... And then for them to condemn those who use the words happy holidays, it's ironic as well. If you look at the word holiday, what it originally was and what we still use it as, it's a thoroughly Christian word. Holiday is a corruption of holy day. Holy days are, as our Book of Common Prayer defines it, Sundays and other days upon which the faithful are obliged to participate in the worship of God. Moreover, they are to abstain 
from those works and affairs which hinder the worship of God are those things to be rendered to God, the joy proper to the Lord's day, the suitable relaxation of mind and body. Sundays and other days upon which the faithful are obliged to worship God. So then a holiday, a holy day, is a day given over to God, to God's worship and to honoring him by dedicating the day to him. And it just so happens that Christmas tide, Christmas season is 12 days long. And within those 12 days, there are four other major feasts. The feast of St. John, our patron. The Feast of the Holy Innocents, St. Stephen's Day, the Circumcision of our Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Name Day. And at the end of those days is the Feast of the Epiphany when the wise men visit Jesus. Holy days. Happy holy days, as it were. Not happy holidays, happy holy days. Now admit, it's doubtful that many companies who use the word holiday mean to imply a joy-filled celebration of the Christian calendar. Most likely, they are indeed trying not to be offensive to those who do not claim the faith of Jesus. But merely putting up a banner that says, Merry Christian, Christmas does not make you Christian any more than using the words happy holidays does not make you Christian. Fair to say the intent of many companies, most companies, worth their salt at least, is to make money. Not to win souls to Jesus Christ or to encourage people to keep holy the nativity of Jesus. Yet, in our society and culture, I think these companies do pick up on an authentic longing and authentic desire of the human heart. The essence of Christmas itself. They try to capture it. The ideal of peace on earth. The idea that someone or something loves us enough to become vulnerable and become one of us. The idea that joy is possible. The possibility of true peace and joy and happiness. These are the things for which every soul longs. Should be expected then that this ideal of Christmas bleeds over to the days and weeks before Christmas, bleeds over all the way to Thanksgiving. The hunger and desire for peace and joy, the desire to be loved, is greater than many of us will ever realize. This bleeding over, however, makes it all the more difficult for us, us gathered here this morning beginning the season of Advent, a season that is said to be a season of self-denial, fasting and preparation for the feast of Christmas. Advent is supposed to be about the business of preparing for Christ's second coming, preparing our souls for judgment, preparing our hearts for his nativity on Christmas day. Advent calls us to greater works of charity and mercy, calls us to live outside ourselves. Advent calls us to greater devotion and prayer, to spend more time in the worship of God. Advent calls us to fasting and abstinence, to not concern ourselves with ourselves. We are called to slow down and make room in our hearts for Jesus to live. We are called to wait in expectation. Yet all around us, Christmas has come. 
All around us, Christmas is being celebrated as we speak. There is no more expectation. There is no slowing down. There is no waiting. The essential work of cleansing the soul and preparing and devotion and works of charity and mercy have been laid aside and forgotten altogether. The people rejoice and they rejoice early in ideals that ironically need the work Advent gives and gives to us to be truly realized. The temptation is great to forego the things Advent calls us to. Great. I find myself wanting to get lost in Christmas music on the radio, turn it on and never turn it off. I find myself wanting to cut loose and celebrate whole heart, to give in and celebrate Christmas early and every day for a whole month. I find myself wanting to revel fully in Christmas before I walk through Advent. And I fail and I succeed, different parts. But there's one indulgence I take year after year. The lights. The lights of Christmas always draw me in. The lights call, beckon. So year after year, my family gets in our car and we spend several Advent evenings driving around looking at Christmas lights. Through the parks, through the neighborhoods, the lights always make this time of year special. Some lights, soft and welcoming, casting an ethereal glow, dispelling the night's darkness with a warm peace and gentleness that melts anger. Other lights are wonderfully obnoxious. They would make Clark Griswold proud. They flash and twirl, reds and blues and yellows and purples, all working together, shattering the blackness of night. They always put a smile on your face, even if it's the most horrid thing you've ever seen, you smile. It always brings squeals of joy from the kids, as long as you don't live next door. (laughs) The lights of the season are symbols. They are symbols of the hope And the joy and the peace and the love this world craves and longs for. Now this morning our collect asked for God's grace to cast away the works of darkness. To put upon us the armor of light. The armor of light. What if? What if we could live lives so perfectly that we ourselves became light? What if we could become those symbols of hope and joy and peace and love and mercy this world craves and longs for? What if we could become that warm and welcoming glow? What if we could dispel the darkness around us with a warm and rich peace and gentleness? What if we could become that wonderfully obnoxious light? What if we could shatter the darkness with flashes, with twirls of light, flashes and twirls that brought joy and love to others? This, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, is what Advent asks of us, to become the lights of Christmas. We are asked to put on the armor of light, to be children of the day. We are asked to live lives that show to others where true and lasting peace Where joy and love and mercy find their origin. And we do this by looking at our souls, examining ourselves, 
and where we're able and in want, devote ourselves to mercy and charity, live outside ourselves, help others, devote ourselves to the worship of God, make prayers and church highest priorities, devote ourselves to the principle of the love of God, to live lives of love and charity and concern for others first. So this Advent, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, let us not show others that we are true Christians by denouncing the wording of signs and sales and specials. Let us not show others we are true Christians by saying they are not. That does very little, if anything, to show others the love of God in Jesus Christ. Rather, let us amend our lives. Let us examine our souls Let us increase our prayers and devotion and through kindness and charity and through love, let us make ourselves ready for Christ to be born and live within our hearts more and more with each passing day, both on Christmas morning and when he comes again in glory. Let us pray together that we, we are able to become the lights of Christmas that we are able to put on the armor of light and cast away the works of darkness. Let us pray that we may shine like the lights we see all around us at night. Let us pray that we may warm the hearts of others and welcome them to a life lived within the love and mercy of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.